This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, we're long tossing here on a Sunday. It is the 27th day of August. Steven Strom, Kyle Seeloff, Gabby Sanchez looking to switch the morale here. And let me first share with you two what I did this morning because just like how yesterday we heard that some of the guys were spraying fragrances uh, out into the ballpark and in the clubhouse, well, I decided to do my own thing. First of all, I, w- I worked out at 7 a.m. this morning. I never work out that early. Uh, I made my girlfriend make coffee this morning. I always make the coffee. I shampooed twice, and I parked in a different spot here at Lone Depot Park. All right, cool, bro. Well, I certainly <laughs> hope that works. I did not go to those great lengths this morning, but I certainly hope that can get the guys back on track. What'd you do during big time? Uh, just you need something to turn around. You need something. Did you do anything like weird? Um, I mean, superstition and baseball go hand in hand, in my opinion. Okay. And I think that in, in times like this, we, we there was a lot of things. I remember when uh, one year in double A uh, playing for the Mudcats, uh, we went through a little downward spiral. And and one of how the, little uh, probably about a six or a seven game little skid, and we had a really good team. You know, we had I think in that team we had about seven or eight big leaguers at some point. So we had a really good team. We knew we had a really good team, but it was one of those times where just things were not clicking. And we used to the clubbies used to take all the broken bats that we had and they would put them away. So one day, one of the guys goes in, sees that we have all these broken bats, and after one of the games that we lost, said, you know what, we were going to be traveling. Because in AA, you travel long bus rides. So before we were going to go on the bus, we told the coach, hold on, we're going we're gonna to just burn some bats here. <laughs> so we, we do a bonfire out like bonfire. by the park. How about that? We get all the broken bats, we put them there, light it up, and then we tell the guys, go get something. You know, whatever it is, a batting glove, a shoe that you're not wearing. We don't care. Throw those that throw the bad boy in there and let's just get rid of all this bad juju. Okay. we do it. All of a sudden we start winning again. Was that the reason? No, no, it's not the reason. What it was is is basically everybody let that be the reason. Right. Mindset changes. Oh, we got rid of all the bad juju. We're good. We're golden. We can play baseball again. And the mindset changed. And then we went. We had fun. We went to play baseball. Sure. And we acted like kids again, just like we were doing when we were winning. This team, right? When they were winning, there was a lot of joking. There was a lot of having fun in the clubhouse, a lot of fun in the dugout. We could see it from up here. Our view, we could see right into that dugout. So we saw that fun. We had not seen that fun that second half. Yeah, maybe spurts of it, right? Little spurts here and there where the team all of a sudden starts to good on that winning trend where you see that little smile and then all of a sudden, boom, it's back down again. And I feel like that's one of the biggest things that needs to change. It's about having fun and understanding that this is a kid's game 
go out there and have a good time. It's not easy having a good time when you're losing, though. I'm going to list out, and I think that was fantastic, the bonfire. We might have to do that here with uh, something up here. Something. I'm willing to change anything. But right, I think we're going to have to go outside. We can't do it up here. No, yeah. As far as the most perplexing thing, I'll lay this out, and then I'll let both of you answer. Is the most perplexing thing my three reasons here, the starting pitching, where you have Brax last two starts, he goes six innings. You have Sandy that goes a complete game, six and two thirds against the Padres. Other than Ryan Weathers, like the starting pitching has been fantastic, I think, in the last week and a half. Is it thinking about, you just said, Gabby, Berger and Bell, you add these two. The Marlins are eight and 13 since they've added them, but they provided outstanding pop in the lineup. Or is it really you look at the wild card standings and you think the Marlins and the Cubs, it's not a far drop-off. The Reds, it's not a far drop-off. You even look at the season series. The Marlins are 4-2 and two against Arizona. They're 4-2 and two against the Cubs. Out of those three reasons, what's most perplexing, Kyle, for you? Well, I don't think there's a big drop-off, but there is now because they're not hitting, and they're not doing the little things right to win baseball games, and that's the bottom line. This was a team that took advantage of bad teams early on in the season. They've been unable to win games against good teams in the second half of the season. Uh, When the pitching has been there, the hitting is not. When the offense has been there, the pitching is not. Um, uh, You know, there's a lot of baseball left here, and they have a terrific opportunity to turn it around. And as Gabby said yesterday, he certainly feels like this is a team that could rattle off seven, eight, nine in a row. If they do so, will it be too late? That remains to be seen. But they're not playing good enough baseball right now to put, be a postseason team. It's the bottom line. They're not, they're not, they're not playing complementary baseball when there's a runner at second base with nobody out. They can't get them over and get them in. And if you can't do that in the big leagues, you're not going to win. And I don't think there's any way to sugarcoat that right now. They're not a good enough baseball team. And if they continue to play like this, unfortunately, they won't be in the postseason this season. But um, they still have an opportunity to do so. They're three games out of a wild card spot. And they're going to play some of those teams that they're trying to catch. And other those, those, some of those other teams in the wild card picture will play some teams that they're trying to catch. And if the Marlins play really good baseball, they'll have a chance when it's all said and done. But they flat out have to be better. There's no way to sugarcoat that. They're not going to turn this thing around if they don't get better and play the way that they were to start the season. And in the beginning of the season, when they were winning, they were a team that had an identity. And the identity was pitch. And it wasn't score seven, eight runs. That's not what they were doing. They were hitting in opportunistic situations, I thought. I thought they were taking advantage of mistakes. They somehow lost, I think, that identity, Gabby. Well, here, here's the thing, and I think Kyle hit it. It's, it's doing the small things, and, and that's what this team is built for. It, it's doing the small things. Runner on second with nobody the out. The leadoff double by Stallings on right. Saturday. On, right. Same exact situation, right? You have a leadoff double. There is nothing. Then all of a sudden, Jazz comes up. A lefty. What do you want him to do? I want you to pull the ball because worst case scenario, you've hit a ground ball. Stallings at least gets to third. So layers, right, up. So layers up. All of a sudden, he hits a fly ball. Boom, you score a run. The little things. That is what we have not been seeing in this second half. We haven't been seeing that team ball. And a lot of times, too, it's because guys are trying to do too much. Guy on second, I need to get this hit to get him in rather than seeing the situation saying, no, what is my job right now? My job is to get him over. If I get him over and in, great. But first things first, I need to at least get him over. If you are not doing that, you are not going to be a playoff winning team. It's not like, and I, and I don't want to say it, but I'm going to, you, you don't have the Braves lineup. 
You don't have a lineup top to bottom that every single one of these guys can go out there and hit 10-plus home runs and put up big, huge numbers like that. No, you got to go out there, and you're going to win based off your pitching, based off your defense, not making mistakes, and doing the little things right. And the Marlins are one of three teams hitting below 200 in the second half of the season with runners in scoring position. They're only worse. They're only better than the Oakland A's, and they're just a little bit worse than the San Francisco Giants, which is interesting. Now, it's not just all on the offense either. There's probably a discussion downstairs this morning, what do you do in the closers role? That hasn't gone well. Perfect segue. Okay. Because how do you manage that? How do you you, manage that? They're professionals getting paid good money, and you got to have honest conversations. It's not going well, and unfortunately, it cost them a ball game yesterday. So who's your closer today? Andrew Nardi. Gabby? You know what? I I want to say Tanner Scott. Or Scott. That's fine. I want to say Tanner Scott. But we've been there. We've seen that. And he's been great in the and eighth. And he's been great in the eighth yep. inning. That pressure situation is not really there like you do in the ninth. And that's the thing about a closer. It's not having that pressure situation in the ninth act up. Tanner Scott, if he goes out there and thinks that he's pitching in the eighth inning as a ninth inning man – he would be phenomenal because his stuff plays. But I'm going to actually go with Kyle. Let's see what Nardi can do. He's been throwing the ball extremely well. Let him have an opportunity to get out there. Nothing against David Robertson, but facts are facts. He's been struggling here. Three blown, Three blown saves, saves out of seven. Like, you cannot... Yep. Can and remember, not, not just that. the blown saves. He came in in the eighth inning against and, and gave up and gave Absolutely, up. Absolutely, Kyle. Great point with the uh, with the uh, who pitched that. Was it Yuri? It was Yuri who yeah. pitched game one of that Saturday game right. against. Right. Uh, no, again, I'm, I'm not. I'm not just saying here. This is the no, but David the same Robert. way you change the lineup, you've got to be able to also be flexible with the bullpen. They have got to do something right now to get this team back on track. And sometimes that means making tough decisions. We'll see what roster changes are made come September 1st when you add a new position player and another reliever. Who is that? What Will they have to make even more difficult decisions down the stretch to try to make this team better? But, you know, look, the reality to me is that they took advantage like good teams will do against very bad teams to start the season. And they were sweeping teams. They were winning six, seven, eight in a row. I remember for six weeks we kept talking about they were finishing weeks better than they started them. They were one or two over at the end of every week. This is a team that's 12-26 and 26 coming out of the All-Star break. They have been handled at times. And when they've won games, they have uncharacteristically utilized the long ball, which has benefited them greatly to win some games. But they have to find an identity again, if that's what you want to call it. But they just have yes. to do little things right to win baseball games. I don't know if that's an identity thing or if that's a game planning thing that Skip talked about earlier in the week. I don't know. You know, if you game plan right, do you create an identity? I don't know what goes hand in hand. But, you know, this is this is a team that still has a world of opportunity in front of them. But it's getting late pretty quickly if they don't find a way to turn it around. Yeah, 33 games left here. Recording on Sunday. It's a series finale here between the Marlins and the Nationals looking to avoid the sweep here at the hands of the Nats. And yes, Kyle, I, I think and not just baseball, I believe this in all sports, that you have to develop identity and you have to stay with that identity. But why did they lose their identity? I, that, that's, the, that's the biggest question. I mean, what was what, their identity? What, what, the identity was pitch first, go to your bullpen, especially earlier in that year. You get five, six innings out of your starters, which we all kind of sat there and said it, they need to get deeper. They've gotten deeper at times. They've gotten to the sixth inning. Uh, Brax and guys like Yuri now get into the sixth inning. But it was – Get to that sixth inning, turn it over to your bullpen, and then come up with opportunistic hits. Which in, which in hindsight, though, I guess that identity is not sustainable over the course of six and a half right. months. Right, and maybe that was the big answer that we got over this 162. Now, 
what did Kim and the front office do? They brought in Berger and Bell. And again, there's so many perplexing things about the second half. And the number one thing for me is you add someone like Jake Berger to replace someone like Gene Segura, who is batting. What was he batting, Kyle? Like 212? I have it on here. Give me one second. You had Gene Segura, who was batting 219. Now you have Jake Berger, who's batting 241, right? You, you had a guy like Josh Bell. He almost has more home runs with the Marlins than he had with the Cleveland Guardians all season long. You think you add those two to a lineup where you're 14 games over 500, you would think that adding those two would even uh, give you more wins. And I think that's really the most confusing thing about this second half. And I guess they've been the only ones that have been able to provide the wins. Uh, and here's the thing. You talk about Jake Berger hitting 240. When he came in, he was hitting 214. It's crazy. As a Marlin, he is hitting 349. Now, he only has two home runs with the Marlins. I, okay, so? But that's why he was brought here. <laughs> right. So is it was he brought here to be a home run guy? Now he's just giving hits? I mean, that again, there's so many factors. That I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. No, and I, and I get that. But he's getting hits. He's getting the RBIs. He is doing his job at third because what we heard was big swing and miss, okay with the glove at third. He has been phenomenal <laughs> with the glove at third, yeah. and he has been hitting, and he hasn't been swinging and missing. And that has a lot to do, too, with a guy like, you know, Brent Brown going out there and talking with him. When I talked to uh, Berger telling me, you know, like it has changed and what I'm going about, how my business is going and, you know, how I'm going up against a pitcher has completely changed because of talking with Brownie. So there, there's a lot of things, and you can say the same thing for Bell. He has been crushing it. A whole bunch of home runs. What is it? Eight home runs that he's hit with the Marlins, and he had, he had 11 yeah, with the it, Indians in 92 absurd. games or something. Yeah. Uh, he has been crushing the baseball. He has been basically doing what we thought maybe Berger would do with the long ball. He has taken that over. Berger's been just crushing it. So it really is like Kim Hang did a great job. She brought in it's guys unreal. to reinforce the lineup. And they've done it. They're a better team on paper in the second half than they were in the first half. You look at the lineup going up and down, and you're like, this lineup is way better. You both said you guys have loved the lineup the last couple of days, the way it was constructed. Well, they're not getting hits when it matters most. Again, That's they're the second to is. last in the league offensively with runners in scoring position since July 14th. That's the issue. I mean, if we pinpoint it, it is runners in scoring position. Uh, okay. I don't think it's a coincidence that earlier in the week, Skip called out the offense and multiple players due to a lack of game planning. Frustration is mounting to me it has started to boil over three consecutive days we've seen somebody start slamming things in the dugout and i'm totally okay with frustration you know but at some point you're given all the information you need you've got to go out and execute well here's the thing too that we talk about runners in scoring position and then where they're at right now especially uh since the all-star break well what happens right when you have a guy out there at second base and you know for a fact in that clubhouse, the guys are talking about how they're much they're struggling with guys in scoring position. Every single guy is trying to do too much, trying to be the big hit, trying to get that home run. Because they feel like if they do that, it's going to kickstart everything. It's going to kickstart everything. It is not easy to hit when you put that kind of pressure on yourself. And they went in the beginning of the year. They were not doing that. Nope. Beginning of the year, they were going up there and saying, okay, this is a situation. This is what we're going to do. Lack of game planning, right? Skip has talked about it. Well, here's the thing, too. It's all easy. Mike Tyson said it, right? Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. Well, this team has gotten punched in the face, and when they do, all of a sudden that game plan changes. And now they're not going out there 
with that same mentality as they may have had in the first inning. You know, first time through. Hey, this is what we're going to do against this pitcher. It didn't work. Oh, we need a change. No, that's not how hitting works. You have a game plan against a certain pitcher. You need to execute that game plan. If you didn't, look at yourself in the mirror. Was it that my game plan was bad or was it that the pitcher changed his game plan? Sure. If he didn't change his game plan, then mine was messed up, and I just got to stick with it because at some point he's going to give me that pitch that I'm looking for because that is what the numbers are telling us and not try to just change after one pitch or one A-B. Game planning, runners in scoring position, and getting to the starter. That, I think that needs to be because, you're, again, you're getting the pitching. We're going to start to sound repetitive here, but I think the three things is runners in scoring position, Stick to your game plan, like Gabby said, and you got to get to the starting pitching. Is that fair? It's fair. Well, better find a way to get some outs on the back end of the bullpen, too. You, you know, at this time of the season, all these games are close and guys are stressed. But it's, score more than two runs. That's what I would say. But, score more than two runs. Yeah, but when you don't find a way to win it. They, they did not in Los Angeles when they led one nothing, and they did not last night when they got a dramatic home run in the bottom of the eighth inning to give them a two-to-one lead. Uh, listen, I, I get I the bullpen thing. I still think you got to score more runs. I think that that's kind of the domino effect that we're seeing here. We're not scoring a lot of runs, and now you put the bullpen in these pressure situations. Again, I'm not defending Robertson. He's blown three saves. But, again, score more than two runs at home against the uh, To me, it's not just the Robertson thing either. They, yeah. they, they've got to find a way to play team baseball again. Right. And right. It's really just the starting pitching that they're getting right now. But speaking of that, let's turn it to a positive. And Yuri yesterday, and really the last two starts, he's been fantastic. I think he's looked better than he ever has. I mean, the first half we saw him and how incredible he was, but he wasn't going really deep into the games. And even yesterday, um, you know, he said in his presser, Kyle, that uh, Skip said, wait until September, you know, and that gave you a pretty good idea. Okay, maybe they're going to push him a little bit more as we get closer. Hopefully uh, we're not out of it by then, but as far as Yuri goes, fantastic start against the Dodgers, probably his best of his career, and then yesterday just dominated against Oh, yeah, I think he's got comfortable again after he came back in Cincinnati. He struggled his first two starts, but he looks like the guy that we saw. Um, Do I think they will push him at the end of September if the game really matters? Yes. I, if the games matter, yes. But, but you know, I, I know wait till we get to September. If they're just kind of hovering still, I think you're going to see exactly what we saw last night. I think he could go six shutout on 70, 75 pitches. He's still going to be done. Now, if it's September 25th and we're a game out of a wild card spot and the kid is absolutely sticking it to somebody, different story. I think maybe he goes 85, 90, 95, 100 pitches if you got to win to get into something. Um, I think... But I, I, I agree with the way that they've handled him. I think they have to handle him this way because this is a young man that's going to be a part of this thing. You hope for his entire career, and, and you hope he is so darn good he commands $200 million five years from now. It's a great problem to have um, because he's got that kind of talent. Um, but I think they'll continue to handle him for the foreseeable future, how we've seen this season in, in his final couple of starts. If the team is still in a position where they absolutely have to win, Um, I I think maybe they would push him a little bit then. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 